backwards. Oh, that took a while this morning. I think <laughs> it's really me funny. Yeah, I know it caught me out there as well. Hello, everybody. It's another Hello. wow ergonomics. Um, sometimes when you press the button to go live, it just sits there and it does that, and you just get that impending yeah. doom feeling going through your body. But it was fine. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's just really weird because I've already done a live this morning, and that was like immediate. Um, I think it depends how many yeah. uh, coins they put in the meter over at uh, Streamyard Land. Um, how are you, sir? It seems like forever since we've been here, doesn't it? It's, a, it's only two weeks. It does, actually. I was just sort of getting ready and thinking, God, I haven't spoken to Graham for a while. So, yeah, I'm very well, thank you. I had a, uh, we didn't go do a show last week because it was Good Friday. I was off that week in That's North right. Wales. But, yeah, I'm pretty good, refreshed and ready to go. Uh, yeah, it's been a good week, first week back. Yeah, it's been good. Good, good. I'm glad and you? about that. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm good. I've been incredibly busy. Um just picked up another client this morning or, or, or congrats yesterday thank you very much so yeah busy with that um it's yeah it's just it's just mad at the moment it's just, it's just really really mad um but I, I do feel this is a funny week and lots of people have been saying this is a funny week because they've had that long kind of long holiday over easter and even though yeah. it's like maybe just three days or in my case i did have four yeah it just for everybody that I've come back to this week, whether it's been a network meeting or whether it's been, you know, just a one-to-one or meeting them online, it's been a bit kind of, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's because like everybody's done their tax return or got to the end of the year as well, the financial year and, and all of that bit. And it's like, Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, look, what we need is someone to come in and, really bring some energy to it so uh what we'll do is i'm going to get rid of this and i'm going to bring in maddie because she's full of energy i've been dancing all morning i I dropped my children off this morning and i was like woohoo i'm free so yeah (laughs) it's the the happy parents got rid of the children dancing oh i think everybody can relate to that can't they i mean how, how's it been for you over the sort of half term bit? Don't ask. Um, so my my husband works away. So um, okay. from 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 last Thursday till Tuesday, I solo parented, um, and by right. the end of it, I was like rocking in a corner, like clinging onto a bottle of gin for dear life. Um, but this week's not been so bad because my husband's back at work. Um, okay. I've been able to work a bit more, which has been nice. Um, and my my younger one's back at nursery. So I've just been chilling, working, getting new clients on board this week. So I've managed to get four new clients this week, which is a, a record considering I'm a very early stage business. Um, and yeah, it's been been pretty good. Pretty good. I, I don't do well when I don't work. Um, I'm the sort of person that works all the time, which I know is yeah. bad. Um, I don't hustle. Don't get me wrong. I don't believe in that whole hustle culture thing. But I am addicted to social media, which is good because that's yeah, 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 yeah. But listen, you say that it's bad. Oh, hi! By the way, let's just say hello, Barry. Hi, Barry. Great to find another ergonomics resource. Yeah. You see now. Look, if you look very carefully, here's a little bit. If you look very carefully in the background of where Barry, he's got harp. Now that used to be a lager in the day, (laughs) back in the day when I was young. (laughs) But I don't. I, I doubt it's that. Uh, no. lo- love to know where you're from, Barry. Do do uh, comment and let us know a bit more. But nice to meet you. But yes, 
I'm not sure that it is a bad thing, this kind of wanting to work all the time, because I'm very like that as well. Mm. Because you know what you're saying is right. There's a lot of people on social media that talk about, you know, you've got to, you've got to do the 16-hour day. You've got, to, you've got to, you know, but you've got to look after yourself at the same time. So you've got to get yeah. up 4 a.m. Yeah. every day, go to the gym. Uh, you've, got to, you've got to eat uh, Birdseed, um, and <laughs> Graham, is this, just, this is just describing mine and your daily routine, isn't it? No, it's not. Definitely. No. Not. I just have some you, letters, then, yes. then when you get back from, then when you get back from that, you do a little bit of uh, email, and then you go for a ten-mile run, and all of that before eight o'clock. Then you yeah. take the kids to, then you take the kids to school, and then yeah. you do like a, a seventeen-hour day, uh, eight days a week, and yeah. you know you do this, this, and this, and it's like. And I was like, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted reading it when I read stuff like yeah. that. But personally, yeah. my day is kind of, me, I feel it's kind of blended, right? Yeah. I just don't feel like there's any kind of, this is work, this is, this is, this is the real life. I just feel it's like, you know, I I, I do a bit of stuff and then I, you know, I stop and I, I do some stuff with the kids and then I do a bit of more stuff and then I do something else and then you know I might sit there and I might put some rude comments on people's posts in the evening for a bit of a laugh and <laughs> and and for me it's all it's all good fun right so yeah. I think I, mean, it, I, I do I think it's a very structured structured day structured yeah. routine so I think I would hate, I, I would be the first person to admit that I hate routine as somebody who's got ADHD. But if I don't have a routine, I am all flappy. So I actually have a, a, a very strict regime of what I do. So I post on my social media channels first thing between like seven and eight. Yep. Yeah. Um, and yes, I am somebody who repurposes content. I feel like everybody should because, you know, all different audiences everywhere um i do my tiktoks for the day in the morning and then i take the kids to school then i come back and i have meetings between about normally about half nine and about half twelve mm. then i record podcasts then i have um, a bit of admin time and then every day without fail i take an afternoon nap and yeah. it's my secret the secret to my success um and also because i'm perimenopausal have an autoimmune disease and my body just basically gives up on me around half past two so i have to go wow. and then i have another hour's work in the evening and then i chill out from about eight o'clock um, do you know what i love the way you frame that that it is yeah. my secret of my success but it's also if completely necessary if i don't do it the batteries <laughs> run out that's, I think that's I'd die. yeah right barry's, do say, barry's saying by the way it's been a while since he's had <laughs> to drink. See, I was totally right. I think in 1986 was the last time I had a, a thing of half, and I, I, I wasn't even legal. Uh, um, I was three then, so yeah. Brain was brain was about 23. <clears throat> yeah, no, I wasn't. I was. <laughs> what can you say as part of Pay Sharp? I'm an ergonomist based in South Wales. Well, great. We'd love to see that. Have you have you been to see him yet? No, well, there you no. Go. I know Barry. Barry's name. I know Barry's name. Yeah, Barry Ker Kirby. Yeah. Everyone knows a Barry, right? Everyone knows a Kirby. If you if you don't, you do now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi, Barry. Barry, now um, give, give us your address. Uh, you don't have to put it on here, but just privately put it. Stephen might come and see you. There oh, you really? go. Um, that sounded really sinister. 
It did a little put, bit. Put, oh, your, no. put your address on and Stephen might come round and see you. It's like... Mm. No, in a you nice said way. there was no such thing as the Easter Bunny. And I, now I'm thinking that maybe yeah, yeah. Stephen is the Easter Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we don't know. So listen, um, Maddie, tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. So we, we Gavin, you, you do all of this fun stuff during the day because that's the other thing you know it doesn't sound like you're working you're doing lots of fun stuff you're making podcasts you're doing your tiktoks so it's so it's such hard work um and but you you know you do some you do some work stuff in in amongst that as well yeah very occasionally i do okay, some work yeah, cool. stuff so so i wear many hats under one brand so my brand is mad about money um, I'm a money specialist. I focus on consumers. So I help consumers to save money, um, get out of debt, um, be more savvy with their finances. But I also help business owners to become more visible on social media. Um, and when I say done for you social media, I don't do people's social media accounts. Not for me. Um, but I'm a content creator. Um, some people may know that as an influencer. Uh, but I hate that word, um, mainly because of the fact that I don't feel like I influence people. I help people to get their brands noticed mm. in the form of podcast, video, um, posting. So I work with my clients in many different ways um, and they all need different things from me. But the thing is, I kind of become a almost like a brand ambassador for people. I work within their brand, within their team, um, and I help them with stuff that they need to get them more visible and increase brand awareness, help their personal brand if they're a, a sole trader. Um, and it, it's all under the, the Mad About Money umbrella. Um, mm -hmm. I've also got um, a platform that I'm building, which is going live in a, about two weeks time um, called Mad About Money. Funnily enough, um, everything is mad about money with me. A uh, bit of a play on my name, and I also am quite mad about money. Um, mad in the way that I love it, but mad as in also it makes me really cross sometimes. Oh, well, money um, does. Doesn't does it? Yeah. make everyone cross? I think so. Um, so my, so my, my kind of attitude is I want more people to be talking about money. So it's not taboo. Um, people don't feel ashamed of being in debt because I've been in £40,000 worth of debt. I've paid it all off. Um, and then I was debt free for about seven years, lived a really great life. And then I got into £30,000 more debt when I closed my business last year. Um, and I happily talk about it. I mean, I'm not so happy that I'm there, but I'm very yeah. open about it because I feel like the more people are open about the money problems that they're going through, the more we can help each other. Oh, so, it's interesting you say that because uh, uh, there's a I don't know you, you might have heard of him there's that that kind of famous guy on tv that talks about money all the time he seems to oh, be a that money dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah that dude we won't name him because you well, know, no, do you know what and I, and I I will I will state my feelings on this so yeah. Martin Lewis is a great guy um mm. I don't personally know him I think I was talking about Mr Blobby not not oh, that's <laughs> wrong. Ah, I mean, no, 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 no. Okay, Martin Lewis, let's talk about him. I yeah. thought you could talk about Jeremy Hunt for a minute. So that we <laughs> <the channel>. no. <laughs> uh, but no, I feel like Martin Lewis has done an awful lot for this country, in particular, you know, coming out of lockdown, going into the, the cost of living crisis. He has been great for a lot of people. However, he's very Marmite. And there are a lot of people okay. that actually don't relate to him, yeah. um, mainly because he's a millionaire. And yeah. You know, he's not got that been there, done that vibe about him. Um, and I want to be somebody who is the relatable person who actually understands what people are going through when they don't have any money, because I've been there. I've been homeless. Um, I have been in so much debt that I've considered bankruptcy and I didn't go down that route 
because of the fact that I was really stubborn. I think maybe I should have gone down that route. It would have been a hell of a lot easier than the way that I did it. But I learned on the job. Um, and that's the thing. I've, you know, I've I've been really a, a sort of savvy saver for about eight years. Um, six years ago, I started a business, which was a money saving app. And that went really, really, really well until the pandemic hit. And then sadly, um, it is no more. Um, well, I mean, technically, it is actually still around. Just somebody else bought it because we were so much in, you know, so far in business debt that we had to uh, had to sadly close it. But um, I walked away from closing that business with an awful lot of debt. So I know what people go through when they have to go through these situations. Doesn't mean that I'm any less savvy with money. It just means that I'm more happy to talk about it with people. Yeah. <laughs> so but, is that, take it, that, that that gentleman that we did mention just then, I mean, he, mm. he did say fairly recently, I mean, on one of his programmes, he was saying that, you know, that the biggest problem that we've got in the UK is that people don't talk about money. And I think that is right. Um, Absolutely. I think, you know, if, if you look at any kind of relationship show that's on TV or whatever, where does it, where do the, you know, things hit the fan it's typically because mm. people start break their people's relationships start breaking down because of money you know uh, yeah. or, or they, they they somebody feels kind of guilty in a relationship because they feel they've got they're burdened with making sure that they've got money and then they, they you know they start burying their head in the sand one place or the other so mm. i think that aspect of it is right it's yeah for sure um i think my in my family we're very open about money um and that's that's a good thing um uh, my husband yeah, my wallet's always open in my house um because nothing my, made it, made nothing it, in it graham but it's always open it's always <laughs> open because the kids are always in it yeah. <laughs> that is i mean that is a very very big problem with children um they are very very money hungry um mm. i've taught my kids a a method um to educate them about money and to get them to kind of have a have a bit of a work ethic. So we operate on a uh, pretend money system within our house. So okay, cool. basically I bought, and I, I, I started this six months ago and it's working so well, okay. uh, but I went to Poundland and I bought a load of pretend money. So okay. we've got paper notes, nice. we've got plastic yeah. coins. And at the beginning of every week, I give the kids an allowance in paper money. And they have that money for to do what they want to do with within within the week if they want me to do something for them so for example they want me to get them a drink or they want me to tidy their shoes away or they want me to uh, to drive them somewhere they have to pay me for that um and say and vice versa so if i say um harriet can you get me some toilet roll for the bathroom for example i will pay her you know 50p in in pretend money and it teaches them the value of of money, and it it means that they have to they have to do things for themselves. So if I say to if I say to Ben, my seven year old, if I say, "Can you tidy up in the living room, please?" He'll say, "Oh, do I have to?" And I say, "No, you don't have to, but you won't get your money. And if Mummy has to do it, you have to pay me." <laughs> so and do they negotiate? Do they negotiate? They do. You offer them fifty. P and they say no I'm only doing it for two quid is there some sort of is there a, a negotiation there process a absolutely, absolutely. Okay. and my children because I am queen of discounts my children have become harsh hagglers which Good. isn't great and yesterday uh, Ben said to me mummy 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 I really want to buy this game on uh, on his kindle yeah, and yeah. I said okay uh, you can buy it but it's coming out of your it's coming out of your money 
Um, so basically, we operate with the pretend money through the week. And then at the end of the week, depending on how much money they've got left of their paper money, it gets converted into actual cold, hard cash that wow. they can spend or, or do what they want to do with. Um, and we've been doing this for six months and it's brilliant. The kids yeah, I, are loving it. I have to say, to be honest, I've, we've we've done very much the same. Not with, not with the paper money. I never thought about the paper money, but yeah. all of our children have to work for money. Yeah. Um, I've got every single one on PAYE. I've got every single one to terms and conditions. Uh, a, a contract, etc. Um, you know, I've, I've taken one to a tribunal. Three months um, notice, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> You're for a three months notice. Give them employee period. benefits, though, Graham. You need to. Yeah, no, no, they all have to work. I mean, you know, our middle um, child, uh, Finn, uh, uh, you know, was hankering again after a game for for his uh, switch um over the holidays and i said right well you, you're going to go around to granny's and and work do some we'll gardening yeah. and she'll uh, negotiate and she'll, she'll pay you some money for it but you've got to do labor for it yeah it's like building an extension out. or something graham or uh, i think it was a yeah i think it was a block block of flats or something, yeah, drive. <laughs> something like that yeah hard labor yeah, yeah. no it was gardening you know but but you know well, back in the day, and I don't know whether you remember this, um, Stephen, but we used to do Bob a job. Do you remember Bob job? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. See? And, and literally, it was disgusting, wasn't it? Because you used to go around some um, old person's house and you, you'd spend the whole day doing their garden and they'd give you like 10p. Yeah. You know? But think about some of the things that we did as kids to earn money. You know, I mean, yeah. you're very, how often do you see a paper? girl stroke paper boy nowadays how often do you see people of 15 or 16 doing saturday jobs or you know working in coffee shops or tesco's and, and whatever you don't see that anymore that's sort of no. that's sort of gone hasn't it to a degree you know you yeah. don't see that happening anymore you do wonder whether what sort of impact has that had as those people you know were we maybe a little bit better because we we were introduced to money and earned it earlier where is it, you know, where nowadays there's a little bit more of a, are people doing that? And actually how many kids are just giving it? And therefore mm -hmm. they, they're sort of, they, they've got no experience of managing money when they get to 19, 23, yeah. 27. And, and how much impact does that, does that have? And there's also so much more available for kids to buy nowadays. And I'm going to use you as an example here, Stephen, because I can see the rack of primes behind you. Ah, I, mean, I knew it was going to come always up. Always gets mentioned. Always yeah, are they mentioned. yours or are they the children's? <laughs> My son's. And he, um, yeah, and actually, interesting, they've sort of plummeted in price now to about £2.58. But at the okay, peak, I think, was paying eight, I think he was paying £8 and taking £8 to school to trade with the... Uh, one of his friends, but yeah, Prime. Yeah, can we just quickly give Maddie the back history here? I actually had a go at him about this last time we were on, right? Because because Stephen had bought one and we were talking about it at the time, and he said it was about eight pounds for a bottle, seven yeah. or eight pounds for a bottle, and he said that's it. I bought him one because now he's got one to put on the shelf, and I've told him that is it. And then suddenly Stephen appeared again in this room and yeah. another week, and there was like all, that, and I was like Stephen. You've given in, haven't you? But apparently the price has gone down. Down to okay, £2.50 now. That, that's okay, but I tell you what it has done. I think it's given kids an entrepreneurial spirit. 
because they have and this is one thing that i think prime i mean prime first of all they marketed that really bloody well yeah Um, i mean what a great idea um it's it's an amazing idea um that kind of whole like wanting something and not being able to get it because it's too expensive i mean it just the demand was there um, but it did give kids the entrepreneurial spirit because when they bought it, they wanted to sell it on for a higher price. And I think, mm-hmm. do you know what? Well done, Prime. Well done. Very nice. I, to be honest, I've only ever tried the uh, the B and M version, which is like five <laughs> p. But that tastes yeah. like horrible. Oh, well, uh, you've got, you got to try Prime, you see. Prime yeah. is, you know, it's completely different. Each each bottle apparently comes with, you know, a drop of sweat from one of the influencers. Um, and <laughs> it's been rubbed up and down KSI's sort of forearm after he's done a workout or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, something like that, um, allegedly. And and yeah. that is why it's so, so invaluable. Um, you know, maybe they found a way of genetically growing that sweat now so that, it, you know, it's... So that's why the price has come down. Do I need to go back to the blurred background in future, Graham, or do I just leave the prime on? No, the no, I think I think it's fine. I, I yeah. can see a Nemo in there as well. So it's... Yeah. <laughs> I can see a Nemo. Yeah. Oh, hang on, that, sort of block Nemo out and all sorts of things. Yeah, it's the downside of working in a playroom. I have one end; he has t'other. So, um... in, in terms of that, can I, can we talk a minute about hmm. the ADHD? Um, yeah, Maddie, because how how has that uh, impacted your relationship with money? So um, I am actually really pleased that I've been diagnosed now. Um, And I think because I have had, I thought that I was bad with money for the whole of my life. I really thought that I was bad until I became good. And I had a spending addiction Uh, to a certain extent. I still do but I'm aware of it now. So it's like an alcoholic being aware that their poison is, is alcohol. My poison was shopping and I didn't know. Um, I didn't know that I was constantly dopamine hunting when I was out shopping because it gave me a buzz. Um, and about 11 years ago, um, I lost my house um, in a house fire. Um, this is where we we talk about the the power of contents insurance, because I would have been absolutely screwed if I didn't have mm. contents insurance. Um, but, um, and it wasn't my house that burned down. It was actually, the, it was a flat above me. Um, some students left a um, barbecue on the roof terrace and it just caught the whole roof. I lost everything I owned, literally everything to water damage. Um, if I wasn't insured, I would have been homeless and with without anything. And I was homeless for a while, uh, which was quite fun. Uh, luckily, I had I just basically sofa hopped for a while. Um, but that kind of that situation made me really value my life over my stuff. Um, and then I kind of realized that actually I was buying all of this really expensive crap. Um, you know, to for for want of a better word, you know, I became really, really frugal. Um, I replaced all of my stuff on a thousand pounds. I went charity shop shopping. I went to British Heart Foundation, um, and I replaced everything that I owned. And it was nice stuff, you know. I got like mm-hmm. Marks and Spencer's tops, and uh, you know, I got a, I got a Gucci um, a Gucci jacket at one point. I was like, wow. Um, and I found that I got the same dopamine from bargain hunting that I did from buying expensive stuff. So I changed my entire spending habit habits um for cheaper things so rather than going to the supermarket three times a week i started going seven times a week and just buying yellow sticker stuff and 
that was really kind of the start of my money saving journey. And I paid off my £40,000 of debt that I was in from university with my spending addiction um, by creating my own method, which basically meant that I lived on the breadline, like so on the breadline for about six years. Mm. I basically paid off um, from my wages every month. And I was working in recruitment at the time. Don't judge me. Um, you know, I was one of the nice, the nice recruitment consultants. And sorry to any recruitment consultants who are out there who are listening. There's a lot of you on LinkedIn. You're all lovely. You're all lovely. Yeah. Except the ones of, that aren't. Yeah. Except some the ones of them that aren't. Are more ruthless and unethical than others. And I was one of the ones who was very, very ethical. And I, you know, put my clients first, etc. But I was really good at it. Really good at it. My clients loved me. I was making some really good money, and I basically paid off. Um, 40 grand's worth of debt in six years from my commission, from working really hard and from living in squalor isn't the right word, just basically a penniless state. So Minimal. I did minimalistic. Minimal, yeah, minimalistic. minimalistic. I used to buy a bottle of gin at the beginning of the month to last me for the month. And I'd like smuggle it into the pub so I could still go out drinking. Uh, I would do, again, yeah, I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was wasn't the most healthiest of lifestyles. It was, it was um, the barman was wondering why you were ordering tonic all night on its own. And getting as drunk as I was. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody seemed to care at that time. Yeah. Um, just the water for me. Yeah, just a water with a little splash of lime. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was just a, a lifestyle change. Mm. And... I ended up paying up off, off all the debts. And then when I found out I was pregnant, I had this idea of why don't I launch a, a discount card for parents to help them save money. And it started off as that. And then it grew and grew and grew. And then it became an app and a website and a discount portal. And then I started getting national deals on. And I was flying, like absolutely flying. Um, I so so much to the point where I franchised and it was all going really well and then the pandemic hit and then you couldn't use my product for toffee mm -hmm. so I had two years where I had no revenue at all I basically scrimped and saved and crowdfunded and did everything that I possibly could to save the business but sadly the back end of last year it was just we were too far gone having two years worth of no revenue I pulled it back a bit but it just wasn't where it needed to be and it was sad. It was really sad. You know, I did cry for a bit because, you know, six years of blood, sweat and tears growing something that was, you know, actually a fairly big brand at the time. You know, people knew what it was. They they knew who was running it. And I was really proud of what I'd achieved. But, you know, you've got to fail fast. And I didn't fail fast enough. I dragged it out for a really long time because of my pride. I think, you know, pride comes before a fall, doesn't it? So, um, but we live and learn, live and learn from our mistakes. And now I'm I'm about to to launch something new, which is really exciting. So, yeah, and I'm hoping that it will be a platform that will help the nation with their finances. And it will also help business owners because LinkedIn, we love you. We do love you. But there are certain things about LinkedIn at the moment that people are not liking, um, mainly the reach and mainly the algorithms. And... Yeah. For business owners who are struggling, one of the things that I really want people to be able to do is sell without being downgraded. Um, you know, we're, we'd all be lying if we said that we were in business for any other reason to sell than other to you know to sell to people. And you try selling on LinkedIn, and it's like nobody sees anything at all. It's like mm. tumbleweed. Yeah, I mean, that's partly because you know we, we've 
we've convinced ourselves that we now live in a world where we don't we don't sell but we we socially sell we sell we do, ourselves we do we do and i and you know i i am one of those people who believes in both so building your personal brand relationship building and then you can sell but it's like you build your relationships you build your relationships and actually yeah. sometimes you don't sell and you know i'm i don't believe in like inbox messaging people and being all like hey buy my crap yeah. um i was very carefully cho choosing my words there um yeah. but i think but you went to the gerald also... ratner option didn't you as it's known i quite enjoy the game of it though i really quite i love algorithms because i think they're I, I i love sitting there thinking right what's the algorithm doing you know i mean i i my poll yeah, my poll today is it was like I, the first thing I said after the first line, I said, This is a social experiment. I love playing with people, I love playing with the algorithm, I love playing with the platform, I love seeing yeah. where is this going? What what are you doing today? I mean, you know, we've all on LinkedIn today, we've had a new interface, right? If you're if you're posting today, you'll find when you go to post, you've got a new interface, it's pushing certain content that interface Ooh, i haven't seen right. that i haven't posted oh, yeah, i've done a i've done a post on it first thing this morning so you should check that out fill your boots yeah. but it, it's but the thing is good make us all play all of the time because mm. actually what i re my main dislike on any social media platform are people that come in and they tell you this is what you need to do to be successful on this platform yeah. i hate gurus sorry oh, gurus yeah, yeah. if you're a guru Sorry, don't like There's it. Too many right. of them, aren't there? Well, and because it, it's not right, because actually we are all individuals, mm. right? Everybody's business is unique and everybody has got a unique offering. Absolutely. You cannot tell people to how to template themselves to a platform no. to sell, right? And and yeah, so we've got to understand. We've got to understand the algorithms. We've got to understand what's going on, on the platform. We've got, but we've got to be creative with it, and we've got to push it, and we've got to, mm. we've got to change it up. And I love, I love the game. I think it's it's great. I'm I'm glad yeah. you I'm glad you're in the game, Maddie. Yeah, I am. I am in the game, and I've I've been in the game for for quite a long time. But there are there are other things which I feel, I feel prevent people from trying to grow on social media. The fact that you have to grow. So one of the things that I wanted from Mad About Money was it for it to be a platform where business owners can get visible without having to compete with each other, without oh, having right. to compete to get followers or to get likes or to get you know engagement on a post. You could just post and that would be it. You're educating people mm. because people are seeing it. Um, so that's the thing with Mad About Money. There are no um, there is an algorithm. But it's very tailored um, and it, it actually will hopefully work in business owners advantages so that the people who want to see your content will see your content. But there are no likes. There are no followers. There's no connections. It's just education. So trying to do something a bit different and hopefully it doesn't yeah. fall flat. Face. <laughs> oh, that's great, <laughs> Maddie. I want to ask you a little bit about ergonomics. We've got you've yeah. come into the world of ergonomics today. Um, as see my that, chair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but as someone that understands, uh, sort of people spending money, as someone that understands brand and value and all of that sort mm. of thing, 
And it's something that one of the reasons I like to get people on here who are outside of the ergonomic sector and to, to talk about what's going on in terms of ergonomics is what's your experience of ergonomics been like over the last couple of years whilst people have been in lockdown from what you've seen online and where do you think the industry is going wrong in terms of selling that message of value to people? So when we're talking ergonomics, we're ter- we're talking like posture and how you, what your working environment is like, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I used to train, weirdly, back in the day, I used to work in a call centre um, and I was a, a training manager. So I used to teach people about ergonomics and how how they should have their chair adjusted and how they should be sitting at their desk now I look at myself and I think I'm perched on the front of my chair here like leaning forward I'm not even sitting on my back and if I was to lean back oh she's gone come back come back (laughs) um my office setup is random at best and and I actually I I set my office space up I mean my office you can tell like excuse my messy bedroom behind me. it's not actually that messy but my bedroom behind me um is, is where my office is yeah. this, this is my this is my office i love this mobile cam oh yeah yeah i mean excuse the can we see that can we see the desk while we're at it can we see what what have you got on the desk there oh god just ignore the oh can you see me wow now this is great this is typical typical yeah. stuff this is yeah, my yeah. my very messy very messy workspace um, and you don't even want to see what's underneath it because I've got loads of stuff. Around, <laughs> loads of stuff. I mean, like nail files. And this is bands. real life, right? This yeah. is life. Yeah. This is this is how um, most people are. Yeah. This is like you know. They, ah, okay, I was almost that was that was me banging my leg, and this, this is why my ergonomics are terrible. I've got a set of drawers under here that if I <laughs> I just banged my knee on. Um, which is not well so done for not swearing there, though. You would you, you saved it. The last <laughs> I'm a bit of a potty mouth, and I really have to try not to sometimes. Um, but yeah, I've got lots of stuff under here. Um, it's not just it's not just a desk. It's also kind of where I do my makeup and stuff. So yeah, that's very, <laughs> very minimal. Well. My minimal face, my minimal face of makeup. Um, this is my uh, my lucky zebra. He. Uh, Everyone needs a lucky zebra. Yeah, he comes everywhere with me. Um, and I have a plant which is um, fake because I've got ADHD, can't water plants, they always die. Um, and I have my uh, sparkling perfect head matcha, which is apparently really hard to get hold of mm-hmm. at the moment because they were on Dragon's Den. But... So you haven't got an you haven't got an ideal setup, which we're which we're no. going to help sort for you. No, so I'm, I'm, I mean, my so I have got a new chair. So in in the pandemic, Great. bought a chair. Yeah. And it was because of the fact that there was a, basically a chair shortage. Yeah. I got one from Argos, which was one of those like foldy out ones that just had like a circle seat in the back. And that was not a good office chair. My right. current office chair is at least like it's got mesh on it. You know, it's it's comfortable. Okay. Better for backs. It's not as it's not as good as it could be, but for the price I paid for it, it wasn't too bad. No. So when people are looking at purchasing these things that help them in terms of it's a long-term goal yes because you're you only live once you only have one body if you damage it and you're you're you know you need to be at that desk for x amount of hours a day in order to 
to make money in order to live, in order to work, etc. And if I spend you, an awful lot of time here. Um, yeah, because... absolutely. So if you don't get it right, the consequence could be that actually you can't then do your job. And then that actually absolutely. means, yeah. yeah. So what is interesting to us is why people cannot compute that actually if you could just spend a small amount of money mm. and make some yeah. changes to not just what you use, but your habits as well. Yeah. You're protecting yourself and enabling yourself to live a better life whilst you're working. Mm. And actually, you know, you're protecting, you're protecting your investment in a way because Absolutely. you're right. Yeah. But, but why, why do, why do people struggle just go that's worth spending money on when actually they then go to the middle aisle of said supermarket mm -hmm. and they go down there and they go oh a bit like when there used to be another shop that sold inanimate plastic objects um <laughs> look oh it's you a plastic <laughs> no I, no i was talking about Woolworths. Right? i was thinking woolies um, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 but it's like oh look there's one of those we really need one of those you know i mean like I, when I went to said shop the other day, they had gnomes, right? Mm. Ugly looking things as well. Nobody needs, nobody needs one of those. You don't need, no. you never need one of those. But yet people are going down and go, oh yeah, we need one of those for the garden. Right? Really? Yeah, exactly. Which freak me out, gnomes. I, I, like, I mean, I know that they don't, have you ever seen Gnomeo and Juliet? That's, yeah, 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 yeah. It makes me think, oh, there's a gnome that's going to come mm. alive and. <laughs> but what what is it what is it if in our brains that doesn't make the the connections in the right way mm. about yeah. things that we should be spending money on because actually long term it's going to have that benefit yeah. and other things we go yeah I've got to have that even though actually it's you know and you're coming from a point where you've said yourself you lost everything and you've had to yeah. then start with nothing and build yeah. that back up again yeah you must know the value of actually this is what's really important in your life and this is oh not very much important. so can i can i give an example of yeah. um of how ergonomics can help you within your business great so i had this chair this awful chair from argos for the pandemic and i every time i sat on it i my bum would go numb because it was so uncomfortable it was almost like you know you know when you go spinning if you've ever been spinning and you get that pain in your glutes that's basically what yeah. happened when I was on this chair so I stopped using it I started using it as like a dumping ground for my clothes in my bedroom which made my bedroom really messy um it was like a floor drove on a chair not so great right. so I got rid of the chair to make more space then I realized like it was only about probably about three months ago that I wasn't using my desk space in my office. Right. Um, and, and actually that was quite damaging. I was sitting downstairs with my laptop on my, on my lap and my shoulders were burning every day. My shoulders were burning. My neck was yeah. kicking because I was looking down like this. And every time I moved my head up, my neck would click. Um, and I was really uncomfortable. So I said to my husband, I said, I'm going to buy a new office chair. And he was like, well, you've got one. And I said, no, I don't. I don't have an office chair. I'm now starting a new business. I am serious about this business. And I really want it to work. I need to get organized. I need my bedroom to be a place where I feel comfortable. 
Yep. And because because my bedroom is also my office, because I only mm. live in a two up, two down, you know, you've got to utilize the space that you've got. So I invested in a new chair and it was the best expense I have ever spent. And I'll tell you why. Because not only have I now got a chair which is comfortable to sit in, because I sit in it for at least eight hours a day. Yeah. I've got my ring light, which really helps me with my lighting situation. I have a space where I can organize myself. I've got all of my clients on post-it notes because before my clients were on post-it notes in my head and they weren't very good. I'd forget about things. So now I've got them all visually in front of me. And I've never made more money in my business than when I reset up my office. Um, it's a mindset thing. It helps you to get in the zone of actually being at yeah. work. And if you're comfortable at work, you will spend more time there. Helps you make more money helps the mindset of being a business owner because sometimes we get there where we're like oh I don't want to do it today but if you've got a dedicated space that you can go to that is work related also because my office is now my bedroom is now my office I have to keep my bedroom tidy which is something as an ADHD person my floor drove I could have shown you I mean it was about this deep at one point I didn't do but now it's a pride thing I make my mm. bed every day making my bed every day sets me up for the day I've never done yeah. it before, but it helps you because it's first time of the day completed. So now I've got my office space. I've got my comfy chair. I've got everything around me that I need within reaching distance. And my bedroom is tidy, which actually helps me to sleep better at nighttime. So for anybody who's got a shared bedroom office space, which I'm sure lots of people do, mm. it's the way forward. It's interesting, Graham, isn't it? Because we've, you know, it's great that Maddie's on from from the money side, because one of the things we've we've talked about is that sort of butting of heads isn't it you know not mm. whether it's at an individual level or whether it's at a company level that reluctance for companies to go and actually invest the money because oh. they don't see they can't like i think that was what you were sort of suggesting graham people can't see the benefit the money, that it brings. and yeah. as an individual you're seeing the you're seeing it maddie but you know we, we go back to things like absenteeism we go back to how much companies oh are God, losing yeah. by not yeah. having people in you have to you have to spend a bit and it, I think they sometimes see it as more of a consumable spend. It's actually more of, a, of an, inv it's an investment thing, it's, isn't it's it really? It's, it's, yeah. If you get the right type of equipment and invest in it, people feel more comfortable, their mindset mm. changes, they, you know, their, their productivity increases, their, their absenteeism drops as a business. It's, it's getting people over that sort of first hurdle. And I always oh, go back God, to something yeah. that Graham and I have spoken about. When we go to when we as a business go to exhibitions and we're doing an exhibition in a couple of weeks time at the NEC and I'm going to I'm going to make a note about how many people say this over the three days. But the question you often get when you show them a piece of equipment that we would that we would make that's going to help and add value is not what does it do. We lost Stephen a bit there. We've lost Stephen a bit. Stephen, can I, come can back. I, can I add? Can I add here? Yeah. Like, from as as somebody who has worked in the employee benefits market for you know the last six years, mad about money will be an employee benefit. By the way, um, employers need to think more about employee benefits and ergonomics and things that benefit their employees as a longer term investment for their business, because. If you're thinking about, you know, just what Stephen was saying there about absenteeism, um, people who have got back pain, people who have got neck pain, shoulder pain, if you're not looking after your employees, especially in an office environment, it's going to cost you money as a business. It's worth spending that money to make that money back. Um, you know, things like 
you know, people see things like office massage as, you know, a luxury. It's not. It's an employee engagement thing, which is going to not only help your employees to feel better in their workspace, but it's also going to make you money as a business. And ergonomics is the same. It really is. You know, it's not a it's an essential. It's not it's not a benefit which people should just take for granted. Mm. It's something that employers should be investing in for the good and the well-being of their employees. Yeah. Do you know what? I, we could we could take two things, little snippets of what you've said today, and we could actually put put those on a website. And yeah. there we have it. That that would be Absolutely. it. There's your little sound bites of why you should use ergonomics. Yeah. One, Graham, sorry. I, I think a lot. Gonna, a lot yeah. Let, yeah. Let you I, yeah, I was going to say because so, and that took a cut off, and it was like a bit of an East Enders moment. I was about to sort of the big reveal, and it went. I should have done that tonight. So what I was saying is, they don't that people generally, and I think it might be a UK thing, but I think we're getting better. Not what does it do, but how much does it cost? Yeah, that often is the first. That's exactly. what it should be. It should that's be what I'm going to say to them. That's going to be my yeah. comeback in future. But that's often the question we get yeah. asked when we do shows or exhibitions is, mm. what does it cost? And therefore, you, you, you're just looking, whatever, I'm just going to throw a number at you. That doesn't relate to anything. No, don't. no I wouldn't. I would completely no. approach, approach it yeah. from a different angle. Mm. I would say it's not about how much it costs. It's about right. how much it saves you as a business owner. Exactly. Um, and then I would throw the question back at them. How much does it cost you when one of your employees isn't in for a day or a week? And that is exactly what we um, do because it's been so frustrating when people just they're asking for the, it doesn't matter. But that's mm. not the piece we want to talk about. What's it going? How could it's it's here it's, as an item as a solution? It's to add value. Absolutely. Fact, Think as about a snappy copywriter, I'm going to make it even shorter. Right? I'm going to say Solid. it's not what does it cost. It's what's the cost. What's the cost of not yeah. doing it? Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's cost cost versus value, um, yeah, which is you know something that I talk about an awful lot in business. Mm. Um, you know, I get lots of people coming to me for discount like discount strategies, and you know how should they how should they be doing their discounts and stuff like that. And it, it's not necessarily about how much money you're saving people; it's about the value that you're providing people, and about how they use that to their advantage. So ergonomics is also a really bloody great employee engagement thing, but also an yeah. employee attraction thing. So if you yeah. can say to a prospective employee, um, we have got an ergonomic setup that's going to support you in your workspace. And Joe blogs down the road who's recruiting for the same job doesn't have that. Which one are people going to choose? They're going to choose the ones that have got the ergonomic setup, the awesome employee benefits package, the one where the employer actually really does give a crap about the employee mm. or the guy down the road who's like oh i can't spend money on this because it's too expensive yeah. because they don't see the value that it brings yeah well it's interesting because it this came up on again came up on my post this morning it was, someone was on there talking about call centers yeah and they were saying that actually in in uh, a call center where they worked you know they they used to give uh, everybody sweets mm. right or, or you know fizzy drinks as incentives mm. is that is that really an incentive that's not no. really an incentive surely no. if, if you're gonna if you're gonna spend the money right surely making people comfortable where mm. they're working making sure that they they've got a, a healthy lifestyle so actually they you know they feel better about themselves day in day mm. out that's better than you know giving them sweets 
it's actually a really really bad thing especially from somebody who has adhd because sugar is dopamine and what happens when you have a tiny bit of dopamine you want more dopamine and that mm. encourages obesity it encourages um addiction so you know i know that when i worked in an office there was so much sweets and cake around um, but when those sweets and cakes went, I felt really flat and really low. And yeah. that's not good for employee productivity at all. No. Like, no. Yeah. And how many companies do that? So if you're a company out there and that's what you're doing at the moment to really engage your staff, you know, you're putting the donuts at the mm. end of the thing. Like, I've been to I've been to that shop and I've, you know, bought a load of lovely donuts. Look, I've got the box of donuts out. You're all going to work better today. Don't. Don't do it. No. Anymore. Stop. Make sure everybody's comfortable. Buy them the extra stuff that they need to be comfortable. Yeah. Teach them about how to, to be comfortable. Teach them about mm. how to talk to you um, and open up about things that are problems, etc. All of that stuff so, really makes a difference, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I so when, when the Mad About Money app launches, I have got a collaboration with a amazing, amazing employee benefits provider called Healthy Minds Club. Um, and I'm going to be selling Mad About Money as a package for employees to look after people's financial, mental health and their all round well-being. And it is something that's not available on the market at the moment. It's so, so good. Mm. Um, and I think I think actually they should talk to you guys. I think there should be some form of ergonomics collaboration. Well, there, funny, yeah. funny you should say that there is a little product, isn't there, Stephen? There's a, there's a little product that could that could help in in the mm. uh, setting up a desk, etc. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I lost it there. My 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 Wi-Fi is in and out, so I'm just sort of like, whoa. It's, it's, what did he say? Was he talking to me? So oh, you can put that in the Mad About Money app. Shove yeah, it over and pop it in there. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, yeah, I think I think setup. I think that's one of the really the really interesting things. It 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 can be perceived as quite difficult, but actually, it's quite straightforward. Really, there's just sort of two mm. or three key principles that you just need to focus on. And and I think you made a really good point before, Maddie, about the chair and the, and the the adjustability. I think that's yeah. one of the things, Graham, that we've discussed numerous occasions is that people are a little bit intimidated by how do I adjust a chair or how do I get it to suit me? It's actually not particularly difficult. It's quite it's straightforward. No. And, I mean, and on top of that, yeah. Underneath that you can yeah. Like, oh, hang on, I'm going to go down now. <laughs> oh, don't disappear then. So. But as I say, there's things like, I mean, you know, we do things like, you know, we have software solutions that can support people as well. Um, mm. You know, encouraging movement. That's one of the really important things is yeah. that, People, um, I mean, I, I think, again, we, we discussed this the other week, Graham, but someone was talking about sit-stand desks and called it a standing desk. And we just sort of thought, you know, you're missing the point completely. It's not, it's a sit-stand. I think, again, yeah. there can be investment in things, whether it's a sit-stand desk, whether it's a chair, whether it's a piece of equipment, but it doesn't get used. So, mm. you know, one of the things we do, which ties in what you're talking about an app, we have a piece of software that prompts people and reminds people to make sure they've got all those good habits in place. So nice. what the first part is doing the investment. The second part is actually getting the return on investment. So, you know, mm. get great, you've invested and you've got people the right kit, but are they using it and are they using it correctly? So that's the really, really important piece is yeah. a, a, go and invest in it, but B, make sure you're using it and your staff are using it to get the benefits from it. Otherwise it will be perceived as why did we go and spend this money if we're seeing absenteeism at the same level we're still seeing mm -hmm. people having problems you've got to make sure it's being used and being set and up also, correctly yeah they've also got to track it as well 
there's no point in implementing something if you're not going to track performance and how it's working now versus how it worked before. So one of my one of my ex employers um, really, really, really impacted me because they had an it was almost like a like a buzzer that went off every hour that reminded people to get a drink of water. And it now I've got my water next to me. I've got an alarm on my phone, which I'm really yeah. sorry if it does go off because like it's my reminder for me to drink water because mm. I forget all the time. So yeah. I, I know now that I can go, you know, and that employers had a lasting impact on me. Right. Um, and that's the sort of thing that employers should be doing. It's, yeah. it's It doesn't cost you anything. But it really does help your employees with their day-to-day -day life. Um, and it's interesting you, you gave that water example, Maddie, because that's one mm. of the things with the software we do. It's, you, you set up called a ritual. Mm. And, the, and the example that we always talk about and I always talk about is, is, is actually sort of how much water people take on. So you set yeah. up this ritual that, I don't know, say a 10 and 2 or 10, 11 and 3 in the bottom right hand corner of your screen. Or you can put it wherever you want on the screen. comes mm. a little pop-up reminder to say, go and get a glass of water or, you know, whatever it can be, you know, go and have a, if you're in an office, go and have a, do a loop of the floor or whatever it would be. Yeah. But, but you often find that, that people forget, oh, they get this great idea and this great habit and it lasts one or two days and then they forget about it and then they're back to square one. So it's that. Yeah. I love the, I love the things that people tell you that they do as an excuse for that. You know, when I used to do assessments, you, you say, oh, so are you taking on plenty of fluid? And people would go, yeah, like I drink eight cups of coffee a day what about what about water no no none of that don't do oh, the water in coffee That's yeah yeah, yeah isn't there water in coffee and then they go oh, so are you getting any exercise are you moving at all yeah yeah i am yeah, i go to the vending machine is that it yeah yeah, yeah. No, sometimes, sometimes i do that yeah and <laughs> I, think, I think actually for for adhd people um, ergonomics is really important because we hyper focus mm. and actually we do go through stages where we don't leave our desks for eight hours mm. um, so setup is even more important making sure that you've got your water near you making sure that you do take regular breaks you know yeah. sometimes I can go for hours needing a wee and then forget to go even though my body's going you need a wee like yeah. I'll still sit there because I'm hyper focusing on something yeah so you just, you just you, this yeah. has got to be done first before yeah absolutely, absolutely. totally yeah. with and it's a hard it's a, it's a hard one to have to to have to manage but this is why you know when i said before about my routine where i have a nap every day i have an alarm in my phone to make me nap every day because otherwise it will yeah. get to three o'clock and i'll go oh god i haven't done it today um and then i'll feel terrible for the evening and i won't be productive i'll sometimes forget to get get the kids from school and then i'll get the school phone and be going hey, oh. and i'm like Good, we've all been I there. Know. We've all been there. <laughs> Listen, Maddie, it's been great having you today. Now, before you leave, we 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 try and make sure that we we leave our guests, you know, as as comfortable as possible. So, just give us a little idea. Are you using a laptop now in front of you, or is this a desktop? I am, computer? yes, laptop. right. And and how's the laptop uh, situation? What what's is that? You in anything or? I could do flat with a on the desk. Like, is it flat um, on the desk. It is flat on the desk. I know I shouldn't right. have it flat on the desk. Okay. Right. Naughty. Okay. So we are going to sort that out for you. We are. Um, so we, we uh, Stephen, will organise for a, a laptop stand to come over and with oh, wow. uh, a keyboard and a mouse, if that's all right by you, so that we can that actually is wonderful. Thank get you. you raised up, etc. 
and, and you can and you can talk about it to other people and you can say look here's I an know. example this is how you do it absolutely and 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 everything will be I didn't expect I didn't expect to throw in Montel Jordan today, Graham. I've got to be honest. This is how we do it. I'm yeah, impressed. I in fact, I might you know I can even do you a TikTok when it arrives. Yes, yeah. yes, because we. Although, we although yeah. I am still scared of giving you you my address in case Stephen just randomly turns up. <laughs> as long as it's with Easter eggs, that's all. We're that matters, not on the we're not on the TikTok yet, but when when no. we are, we'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You should be. I think actually your content would be very engaging. I haven't yeah. seen anybody else talking about this sort of stuff. So no, I think, it, it, I think that that and the other one beginning with an I are the two that we we recognise we need to be more engaged with. So they'll mm. be coming up in the next. We few are looking months, at it. Hopes. I yes. don't think I don't think you need to be on that one. No. Mm. No. Yeah. See, sure. I'm, I'm very much a fan of, of only giving effort to the platforms that work for you. Sadly, okay. because I've got a B2B and a B2C audience, I have to be yeah. on all of them. Yes. But for you guys, I think, I do think TikTok's where you need to be. Obviously, LinkedIn, where you are. Um, yeah. Twitter, I guess, from a corporate perspective. But I don't think you need to be on the one beginning with I. Okay. Oh, well. Back to the drawing board, Graham. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I, 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 I disagree with you on that. Yeah. I think actually, I think actually, it's a good place to be because it depends where some of your audience are. Yeah, and I, I for mean, me, I, that's I, always what I look at. Where are the people you're talking to? And we know that that's yeah. where there is a big community there who yeah. will amplify our voice. So that that is why we do need to be on that yeah. platform. We yeah. just need to be more proactive on that platform. Um, I, I completely agree with you. We do need to see more people from this sector on mm. both the, the one beginning with I and the one beginning with T because they're just mm. not there at the moment. No. And, no. And which which needs us more opportunity. More opportunity. Absolutely. Um, and you, can, you guys can always join my, my business group on Facebook as well, UK Business Owners Lounge. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you very much. I don't do. I don't personally do Facebook. I do it for. I do it for clients. I don't. I don't go on there myself because otherwise I'd get lost in the yeah. jungle. Yeah. Um, I do spend twenty eight hours a day, nine days a week on LinkedIn for a start. So I mean, it's yeah. just finding the time to do that one as well would be, would be really mm, amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for having me on. I've loved, I've enjoyed this very much. It's been, been a great. great thank you. you very much. Thanks for thanks for making our day uh, bright and beautiful. Uh, everybody, uh, thanks for watching Wow Ergonomics uh, with special guest Maddie today. This is Stephen Hamm, um, and I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. I'm sorry we weren't here last week. Um, just watch some of the old content to fill in the gap of last week instead. Uh, the website is all there for your um, mm -hmm. delicatessen and uh, wonderful pleasure. Uh, and your pleasure uh, at www.wowergonomics.com. Please go there. Uh, and if you enjoy it, share it with somebody that doesn't have a clue what ergonomics is. Mm. We will be back same time, same place next week uh, with more of this and a different guest. Until then, bye for now. That was very fun. I really enjoyed that.